0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to yet another special edition from here in the kitchen at the Colonel's house of Ask PJ Braun, not at Blackstone Labs, but we do have another special guest with us, Kiki, all the way from Australia, and uh, we're going to go over a little bit of bantering and how this all started and, you know, what the plan is as we go out to the Arnold in just a couple of days here.
1: I call her the specimen.
0: Specimen. (laughs)
1: That name is just for her. Um, so what I wanted to talk about first is, I don't really remember, but I hope that you remember how me and you like started the relationship with Blackstone Labs. Like, how did it go down?
2: I'm pretty sure you reached out to me.
1: I, I know that I reached out to you, but I'm, I'm trying to figure, I feel like somebody pointed me in the direction of you.
2: Uh, yes. So I think, um, you
1: mentioned Tony Doty. That's what it was. Yeah. Oh, maybe I should say how he said it to me. I don't know if oh, he'll yeah. get mad at this, but oh. he was like, he, he, sometimes he calls me baby. And he was like, "Baby, I got this. This girl, totally Blackstone Labs, big tits, big ass, muscular, Amazon, beautiful." And I was like, "Sure, sure." To me, <laughs> and uh, it wound up being 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 her. So I was like, "For starters, anybody that fits that just des- des- you know that description, if you're out there listening, you should probably reach out to me because I will probably bring you over to to Blackstone Labs. It's a very appealing description, but oftentimes I'm disappointed. But um, when I first Started following you, you had pictures of yourself where you were like 190 pounds. Yes,
2: so that was my first off season after competing in
1: WBFF. And it was pure solid, though. Yeah. I thought so at least. It was impressive, uh, and we love. I always love tall girls. So I, I, um, I think you were, you had finished up with Nutrix. Yes.
2: Yeah, so that um, December was my last month of Nutrix, and I decided not to pursue further.
1: How? How? Um. How? Prevalent is Nutrix in Australia. Um,
2: at one point, years ago, they were huge, um, but now not
1: so much. Yeah, I think that they were a very big international brand, especially in um, uh, Latin America. Oh, yeah,
2: they're definitely big over
1: there. And they've actually always been one of the companies that supports like like attractive, like muscular women too. Yeah. 100%. Um, I always liked their their ad campaigns. So, no no love lost over there. Um, so. I reached out to you, I thought you had an amazing image, you already had a, a good following, so take us back to the very beginning of like when this all started.
2: Um, well, for me, on Instagram, more so, I was kind of just on there for the fun of it. In the beginning, I was uploading like my outfits when I was going out, I didn't really take it too seriously. Um, I was still going to the gym and whatnot back then, but I just didn't ever put it out until um, I had a bit of a... A milestone or like a turning point in my life so I got really unwell um, there was a bit of doctor ne- negligence involved so I had bronchitis that eventually turned into pneumonia and pleurisy ended up in the hospital on my deathbed pretty much um, it's probably the weakest I've ever felt and the recovery the recovery period from that was like a nightmare for me I was only 21 so it was the worst thing I've ever gone through Having my mum there being literally told I was about to go, like I was on my way out. They caught me just in time, was a big eye-opener for me. Um, So after all of that, and how weak I felt, how alone, just that whole process, I was just like, I never want to feel this weak again. I put on a lot of weight in that period. It was all the um, medications that I was on. um, I put on a lot of weight. I wasn't going out. I was very antisocial. And one day I just hit a breaking point. I looked in the mirror. I'm like, this is not me. This is not what I want to do anymore. Like, this is not what, how I ever envisioned my life to be. So from there, I pretty much just snapped into gear, lost all the weight, and went full speed ahead into bodybuilding. So how much
1: weight did you gain from, oh, from that?
2: Well, this is, a, this is the weird part. I was about 52 kilos. So that's, I don't even know what that converts over. 52
1: 50. times 2.2. 2. Well, 52 times 2 is 104, but you have to factor in the point two.
2: Yeah, so that, at my height, I was tiny. Tiny. I looked unwell, you could tell. Um, and then I went from that over into, like, 78, 80 kilos, which is... Oh, like
1: it's a huge difference, yeah, yeah. So, but that was all fat so weight. you gained, so like, you, like, 60 pounds.
2: Yeah, so you could tell that it was, like, weight gain out of...
1: Did they have you on um, corticosteroids, like prendazone and stuff?
2: Um, I think they had me on something similar. I don't remember that. Yeah, because that, not
1: only will that make you watery and fat, but it'll actually eat your muscle, too.
2: I think it was something similar, and then I was on Endone and a few other pain medications. Because um, they drained my lungs, and they found a few other things along the way that were tumor-based that they needed to get rid of as well. Um, so I was in a dark, in my bedroom in a dark room, not sleeping, having nightmares from the medication, and that's where I ended up. So.
1: How long were you in the hospital for it?
2: Um, I don't even remember. I think the only thing I remember is being rushed in from training academy. So I was um, just finishing up my legal studies back then. I was studying law and business. Mm. I went into the bank academy, which is like very prestigious over in Oz. Um, and through in my training one day, I just collapsed because I, th- I was doing everything right. I was taking my antibiotics that the doctor gave me. They weren't strong enough to fight the infection. And my body was just like, no, not today.
1: So you, you, you weren't taking any time off when you had the bronchitis. You were still training?
2: Um, I was still trying to train, so it kind of fell off the wagon a little bit, but I was still pushing myself, so I don't think I um, did any favors. Well, you must be pretty
1: freaking tough, though, to still be training with, with even if you thought Uh, bronchitis, let alone pneumonia. By the end
2: of it, I couldn't breathe. Like, I was coughing up everything. Like, it was a mix of, like, um, obviously, like, it was infection, blood Mm -hmm. mixed up all together. It was a very, yeah, not good at all.
1: So that, that process in itself is, is gotta be pretty traumatizing. I had not, a, not nearly as severe, but uh, so I had, um, I, it's, it's baffles me how this can happen often. But yeah. I, so I had, um, a falsely diagnosed, uh, strep throat, uh, that turned into walking pneumonia oh, wow. and similar situation it was a girl that I was actually dating actually made me go with her to the emergency room. And cause I was doing so bad. And, uh, I remember, I, I guess I called her, and I was like, hey, can you call me tomorrow to make sure I'm okay? And then I just hung up the phone. And it, like, freaked her out. So, fortunately, shout out to Jillian Revell, by the way, wherever you are out there can in the world. Can you
0: call me tomorrow make sure I'm not
1: dead? Yeah. Pretty, and, but when I had called her, I don't even remember calling her because I wound up having, like, 105 fever. And so she came to my house, and I was just, like, in another world. And she, she got me and brought me into an emergency clinic, and I had pneumonia. And so same situation, they had me on like a pack, which wasn't doing shit. And I I also, I developed something. If there's any of our listeners have ever had this called cobblestones. And it's basically like giant open sores all the way down your throat. Um, And they're like, they look like cobblestones. That's why they call they call them that. And so I had to go on super high amounts of Prendazone to get it to close. So even drinking water was like massively hurting my throat. But the Prendazone made me like look like a water balloon like i was like blowing up swollen everywhere but I, you know i had to do it because of how so bad it was the cobblestones were inside your throat yeah all okay. the way all okay. the way down my my throat and so if they like you look the in it so it's like chronic strep yeah like so like when i would cough like chunks of like blood and like like crap would come throat? out yeah. from the inside of my throat
0: yeah
1: and then th- then i wound up getting really skinny because i couldn't because it can eat so that took me out out for a, a while.
0: Yeah. I remember when I had strep throat, I, I lost a good amount of weight. Cause like you literally can't even drink a protein shake or anything without literally feeling like somebody's just pouring hot razor blades. Yeah. Down throat.
1: throat stuff is the, is the, is the worst. Um, bronchitis is, is crazy because you know, you can literally suffocate yourself with the lungs and then to have pneumonia like that, yeah. your, your heart can fail. Um, so when you got out, how old were you? So, you're 22. How long had you been training for?
2: Um, by that point, I was training since I was 17. So,
1: you're pretty into it? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, well, my whole life I was into sport. So, I was doing sport specific training for my soccer, for my ballet, for my gymnastics, for um, my Zendukai, which is a form of karate as well. So that
1: was oh, you I do karate role. too? Yes, I'm a black belt. I don't know if I knew that. <laughs> Did you know that? You're <laughs> a black belt? Black belt yeah. Oh, that she beat your ass too.
2: Second Dan black belt.
1: Wow. wow.
0: As if like you needed another reason to not mess with Kiki. <laughs> She'll just break you in
1: half. Should we go do karate in the garage right now?
0: I'm, thank God I don't. Is have there a garage a- that we can do no, karate in? Thank God I don't have a garage to get my ass in right now. <laughs> Jesus.
1: I don't know if we ever talked about that. I don't think we. We have. should probably do some. That
2: was one of my secrets.
0: Are
1: you are you opposed to doing karate videos? No. Uh,
2: I, I would have to stretch for a long time. <laughs> I, I'm I'm too wound up. <laughs> How old
1: were you when you started doing that?
2: Into high school, so I was about twelve,
1: thirteen. This is like an an, an Australian specific kind of karate.
2: Um, I'm pretty sure it's worldwide.
1: Huh? What's it called?
2: Zendukai.
0: Zendukai. I think I've heard of that. What do you think? think? There's just special techniques that only involve like boxing kangaroos. Maybe <laughs> you, think, you know? They, they, you never know what they have down there. <laughs> the toilets flushed the other way.
1: Australian martial arts involving the, the kangaroos because those guys are next level. Well, we need to rival. The I wouldn't want to mess with a kangaroo A kangaroo will fuck you up
2: Yeah, I've told you stories about those kangaroos
0: (sighs) I've
1: seen some jacked kangaroos (laughs) when I was over there And and they're mean looking
0: But is it possible to domesticate one? Like, if you raised one from a baby, are they okay? Like, they're cool, right? Yeah,
2: you can can.
1: Do people have kangaroos as pets?
2: Um, A lot of people can adopt kangaroos um, That are, like, without their mother Found in the bush, found in the outback, found in the
1: and bush. they're domesticated and they can be okay. <laughs> yeah, I
2: uh, usually think that you're their mother and they follow you around and want to be cradled by you. What mother. happens
0: when they get huge?
2: Um, I still think that I'm. Um, I'm hoping they still love you after that. <laughs> I
0: because, think like, so. That sounds like so dual because like we have crazy <laughs> like I, I don't know if you guys know this but Florida is the Australia of the United States. <laughs> so you didn't move a whole lot. Like, it truly oh, is. It really is. Welcome home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like instead of kangaroos like people here have pets like alligators and like they think it's totally okay. Yeah. And it's like, "No, no, when that thing gets fully grown, it's just a death machine. It just wants to eat things. It doesn't want to love you. It just wants to eat things." I'm so,
2: Right. I think it's just the wild ones. You don't want to... Play around with the alphas. They They actually just banned
1: anacondas here now. It was in the news yesterday. But if you have one already, you get grandfathered in.
0: Oh, nothing better than getting a good old grandfathered (laughs) in. Yeah, this anaconda is technically illegal, but he's grandfathered in, so he's good here. He's legal. He's not (laughs) bailed
1: Yeah, I was reading that yesterday. Somebody was like, does this affect you with Samson? And I I was like, no, read the whole thing. He gets grandfathered in at the end. No, it doesn't affect me at all. They can't build no wall for my snakes. So, all right, so you grew up as a karate master, soccer player. What was your favorite of all the sports you played?
2: Um, I would say soccer. I soccer?
1: Say soccer. All, the, all the fit girls play soccer. Yeah. All of them. I was a goalkeeper,
2: though. So, really?
1: Yeah, I goalkeeper. Oh, I have not met a goalie yet. Yeah. What do you think makes a goalie, like, different, other than the fact that you stand in the net all day, than, than your typical soccer player?
2: Um, we're a lot more aggressive, even though we can't do much on the field. Why is that? Because um, we watch everything that goes on and we kind of play it out in our heads how we think it should be going. And I think we take more responsibility making sure the team doesn't lose. So.
1: Do you ever get pissed like seeing some of the girls out there like, God damn it, if I was out there I would not be doing it like that?
2: Yeah, it happened all the time. <laughs> do you ever
1: do you ever, um, like bark orders from back there in the net? Can they even uh, hear would, you out yeah, there?
2: Yeah, I would yell, oh my god, Not my finest of days, but yes.
1: <laughs> I, I, uh, I remember the Jets years ago, took this soccer player that was like a goalie that was known for having like the strongest leg, uh, in all of like MLS soccer at the time. And they thought this guy's gonna be able to kick field goals from like, you know, 60 yards. And he wound up not being that good. He was pretty good on the kickoffs, but he was a sucky field goal kicker. Didn't work.
2: I think there was once or twice where I would crack it and I would run out myself and just try to do the whole field.
1: What about, while we're on the subject of this, I, 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 I don't know the answer to this. Okay. I'm, I'm not even making this for a small talk. Because uh, I, I really don't know the answer. I hear people talk about Australian rules football.
2: Yes, AFL.
1: So how is that different than rugby?
2: Um, in every way possible, I guess. But it
1: it's seems like, like it's just a bunch of guys smashing into each other. Yeah, pretty
2: much. It's, just it's, like rugby. It's, so, it's softer than rugby, but then it's as rough as rugby at this Why is it time. softer? Because they don't really do anything with the ball anymore. Like, they just look like... Girls fighting over something. I mean, I've watched <laughs> it a little like bit NFL, and it's hard to so. figure it out.
1: So t- explain to me how how you can score. Uh, you kick
2: through the You middle. have to kick it through this thing. Yes, uh, there's four goalposts. So there's, I think there's four. I don't really follow But it
1: seems goals. like anybody, when they when they have it, can, when they want, kick yeah. it through the thing. Yeah. So I would just be like, every time I got it, I'd be like, I'm kicking it through this thing. No one's hitting me. Yeah. I'm kicking it through the thing. But it doesn't work that way when they play. Yeah. It, um. But I've noticed you that people that's the point of playing. But it? people people from Australia get really mad, I've noticed, when you call it rugby.
0: Yeah. They're like it's
1: not fucking rugby. <laughs> but it is though.
0: And then usually followed by like a bunch of like, you know, American names, like you don't get this, <laughs> you stupid Americans. Like it's uh, like we don't
2: get it. Our rugby is really similar to uh we call... Like, we have a version of rugby that's, like, your gridiron, I think, or it's similar. Or like, like our National Football League? Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> like, do you guys
1: call the National Football League the gridiron?
2: No, we just call it NFL.
1: Okay, NFL. So, wait a minute. And rugby, NFL. Then rugby. what do you guys call soccer?
2: Uh, we call it soccer. Oh, okay. Cause, well, we cause... Can call it football as well if you're um, of European background. Back in Australia, they usually want you to say it by its formal name, so it's football. Yeah, because
1: outside of the U.S., football is soccer. Yeah. Right. Um, But that
0: makes sense to me. Like, that just doesn't, like, I don't don't know why, like, football is 90% of the time played with your hands. So, for the fact that just because you kick this ball for, like, 1% of this game and you called it football, is like, that's a dumb American thing. Yeah. Like, that's retarded on Americans when there's an entire sport based on only touching a ball with your feet. Mm-hmm. But that one's not football. Like, I wonder why they decided bro, to call it football. stupid American. Other than that just to fuck... Other,
1: other than to fuck with the rest of the world. Right. It's same thing as... Excuse like, my language. It's
0: like the metric system. Like, you know... Yes. Like, why, why you, you just gotta fuck with people? Like,
1: They're like, no, we're gonna call it football now, but yours is gonna be soccer, and we're gonna throw ours when we want to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, true. Yeah, do what you want, bro. <laughs> just... Do you know what? I, 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 I find that, so outside of the world, yeah. soccer is so popular outside of the U.S. But I, I feel like no matter where you go, soccer still sucks. So I can't understand why it's so popular outside of the U.S. when football here is so much cooler. I have
2: no idea.
1: Do you watch American football ever?
2: No. Oh, so we watch you, the Super Bowl. So, uh, do you think the Super Bowl is cool? Bigger. I think it's awesome. It's awesome, right?
1: Yeah, it is. So, like, I will occasionally partake in, like, World Cup soccer just because I'm like, America, and they're never that good. (laughs) But, like, when I'm watching it, I'm like, man, it's one to zero going into the 88th minute. I don't know. Hopefully somebody does something here. It's frustrating. It is. So I feel like why hasn't the rest of the world, like, picked up on the fact that our football, where you can throw it,
0: is more exciting? I don't
2: know. I think it's just the way that.
1: Um,
0: probably some of the same reasons that, like, we called it baseball instead of stickball, you know? True. It's same Quite same deal. Baseball. Bases. The base There's bases, yeah. There's bases, yeah. but, like, at the end of the day, like, you know, probably call it stickball.
1: If you, if you grew up with my grandpa in New York, you'd call it stickball. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> <why? You don't laughs> it, doesn't sound, it doesn't sound as nice as
0: baseball. Yeah, um, baseball I mean, it sounds it nice. Baseball I
1: actually find boring. baseball to be more boring than soccer, personally.
0: Baseball is the most boring. Boring sport you yeah, it's, could it's ever brutally possibly watch, and it is—it's honestly, I've actually asked multiple people that like to watch baseball, like, what makes you like it? They're like, it's like the best sport ever. I'm like, no, it's well, not. That's because the they're really drunk alive. when they're watching it, that's, and that's the only thing that I can come across is that you have to be smash hammered fucking drunk mm-hmm. at a baseball game because that's the only thing there is to do. And I really just don't understand the type of people that can drive their car like to work in the morning and listen to a baseball game.
1: That's the weirdest to me. What is wrong? With the me? weirdest.
0: What goes on? Just listening to a
1: guy stand there and then occasionally swing, stand there some more, swing, nothing happen. I'll Super have boring.
2: I'll put that on my bucket list for next time, but I'll bring my glasses as well. I'm next sure time, time you come, we I should take you <laughs> 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 to. We
1: should take you to an American football game.
0: Yeah, no, that um, is something you should do. You should okay. come and tailgate like a Miami
1: game. Yeah. Know. And you'll, then, you'll, then you'll see what it's all about.
0: Then you're really going to be like, you crazy <laughs> <laughs> All right, so
1: backtracking now. Yes. You, all right, so soccer player, karate master. When you were in school, were you eating proper yet or were you just eating like a normal kid?
2: Eating like a normal kid. I think it was after about 15 years old, 16, where I tried to take a little bit more responsibility with how I ate. But we, I came from a very health-conscious family. My mom's a celiac, so she's gluten intolerant. She mm-hmm. can't eat wheat. So we always eat healthy at home. That's all I've really known. Like That's Apart good. from the burgers. Comes from the parents.
1: <laughs> um, so once you got into working out, were you like one of the only girls that was working out?
2: Um, we have a lot of girls that work out for like... A, just for lifestyle fitness, but there's not so much of, like, the body... Bodybuilding for us is more of a niche where we come from, or a mm-hmm. niche. I don't know which way you pronounce it, but it's more of that for us. So, there's not many of us around.
1: Who Who is... Uh, I know that there's, like, some big-name Australian Instagram, more, like, model-y of course, type yeah. girls. Like, the Tammy, like, he, Hebrow, is that her, is that her name? She's, she's
2: like Yeah, she's, like, a model, and I think she's branched into fitness. She's a big one from Australia. Yeah, she's yeah. got a,
1: a big following, but there's not... If there's any, I don't know, other than you that are that are really like muscular, though. I haven't really seen too many.
2: No, uh, we've got a lot of bikini models. A lot. Yeah, um, bikini is probably the biggest category all round. No matter what federation you compete under in Australia, it's just bikini is probably the most popular.
1: I mean, it's the most popular here too. But how do you think that figure is is looked at in Australia?
2: Um, I would say now it's picking up a lot more, um, we're seeing a lot more open-mindedness towards it, more girls are competing in figure, more girls want to get muscly, um, but it's still on its, it's still like a baby, I think it's still like a little bit of a baby, it's still in its growth stage, it's, yeah, we, we have both positive and negative kind of opinions on it back home, so it just depends who you're talking to.
1: When did you decide that you were going to train for figure?
2: Um, I always wanted to get big, so... As soon as I could. See, I love hearing that because it's just
1: not a common... You don't you don't commonly hear women say that very often. In fact, most women, when they start out, they're like, I don't want to be big like you. And I'm like, well, I'm a man, so you're not. So let's get <laughs> yeah. that out of the way. But it takes a lot to get big. So I'm,
2: I'm very competitive. So if I start doing something, I want to be the best at it. So. Ah, I
1: like that. Yeah. So the desire to be the best took you into figure. Did you have somebody that you were looking up to as a role model?
2: Um, role models for me were Corey. Um, Corey Everson? Yes. Uh, well, so she's my old Old school. Yes. Everybody loves Corey Everson. Um, Anya Langer, which was another Also one. old school. So one. I'm trying, my goal is to be a hybrid modern version of those two. Yeah, because
1: though, those two now would be considered small.
2: Yes. So I'm the big version of that. Cor, Corey
1: Everson <laughs> uh, was like what made bodybuilding cool. Yeah. And she was amazing. beautiful. Yeah. See, Rachel McClish was very small. So she, she would be even small for like bikini standards now, honestly. Okay, yeah. Um, it's but,
2: hard to visualize when you see them like on the internet it's yeah like, it's, it's, it's much different yeah.
1: so Corey maybe at her biggest I think would still be a small figure competitor to okay. be honest with you maybe leaner than, than some of the figure competitors but yeah. figure has, has come a long way the oh, girls yeah, are it's big crazy,
2: yeah Um,
1: and and with figure becoming so popular and in essence killing bodybuilding which I kind of think was a good thing because bodybuilding got a little out of hand with, with the women what did you think of like some of these really freaky female bodybuilders like um Kim Krzyzewski, for instance, that was like one of the, the, the most muscular women of all, of all time.
2: Well, see, I look up to Bev Francis as well. Also just one so of the most muscular of, women yeah, ever. she's Aussie, so she, like she's kind of paved the way for me. I want to, you know, follow in her footsteps at one point. So for me, I just appreciate every female for what they are, what they look like. I don't really mind. It's, it's their thing. But for me, I appreciate everything, and I just want to be kind of like a hybrid, really feminine bodybuilder. that's that's good i i think that sometimes i think people forget like for for me anyway like i don't want to take that away from myself i mm -hmm. still want to present that curvy kind of off-season figure but still be strong still be muscular kind of hybrid between all of those yeah in the states
1: that has become what's cool now like women want to be strong they want to have muscle but they want to be curvy yeah they want to be feminine but girls want to be bigger and stronger now and that i've seen this trend come a lot the past like Five years or so. Yeah, um, it's
2: kind of up and down. Yes,
1: they've changed the divisions around a lot, which makes things difficult. Because, really? you know, like Beth Francis, who you said she was, she was. There was no one like her when she oh, first no. came on the scene. She's
2: insane. Yeah.
1: Um, it's funny because now she's very small. Um, she's a tiny little woman now. Is she is she um like super popular in Australia? Is she like legendary?
2: Yes, definitely.
1: Um. The first show I ever did was actually Bev Francis's show when I was 22. The Beth Francis Atlantic states a long time ago. Um, she's a very, very nice lady. I can um, imagine. I always enjoy speaking to her. Uh, she's been around forever, but she kind of changed the game, and then it changed again and again. And then after Iris Kyle, which nobody was like Iris Kyle, oh, she won amazing. the Olympia eight times, and she was like the Ronnie Coleman of bodybuilding. Yeah. The judges basically were like, "We're getting rid of this um, because." I'm
2: sad about that though.
1: I was sad in a way, but they did it to themselves because they didn't want bodybuilding to be judged as steroids, right? Which it is anyway, it's always going to be. And you have these girls that are bigger than most guys. And so people are looking at them like, that's disgusting, that's steroid abuse. And because of that, they wanted to try to clean up the act okay. and they got rid of it. And then they they started the women's physique. Now the women's physique back then was basically what, Bodybuilding was supposed to be. It was like Corey Everson. When they started Women's Physique, that was basically the image that they were going with. And I was like, what a great idea, you know, because I grew up watching Corey Everson on ESPN. And so that year, that year, I actually turned 18 Girl, no, excuse me, th- that, those two years, I don't want to overhype myself. I turned 18 girls pro in the first two years of Women's Physique in that division because I understood that division so much. And I had been working with a lot of figure competitors that were a little muscular and could get really lean and they were being punished for okay. that. And so I was like, please go into women's physique. You'll do really well. And I, and I, I found like my niche in that group. But now, interestingly enough, figure has She's changed again yeah. where the figure girls now, they're, the width of the shoulders has become mind-blowing in the in these top girls and a lot of that you know unfortunately is just your genetic makeup do you have wide clavicles and do you have small hips so that your your taper looks that dramatic and if you don't you almost have to go into women's physique so you're 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 lucky in the sense that you have you know what they want on on your frame being so tall you have to keep putting muscle on that's just the, the hard thing about being so tall so when you did your first show how old were you
2: Um, so my first shows were with the WBFF, so I did fitness, um, that was in 2017.
1: Is WBFF bigger there than IFBB?
2: Um, the bikini division, yes. Um. I would say that it's a little bit bigger, but IFBB is huge no matter what. Yeah. So for, for anything that they have, like IFBB is like... Of
1: course. Yeah. How did you like competing in the WBFF?
2: Um, I enjoyed it for the stage experience. I thought that was really cool. It was a good way to kind of calm my nerves and kind of experience like a full-blown stage environment. But for me... it it wasn't competitive enough. I didn't think there was enough consistency across the judging, which I found a little frustrating, not just for myself, for other girls who I thought, you know, did a lot better Mm and kind of got penalized for being too lean or too this or too that. And if you're going into a show and you're leaning down and you're doing all this prep work, you know, 20 weeks, 22 weeks for it to come to judge based solely on you know, if your hair was perfect on the night. Yeah. Or your facial appearance, if Mm. you're marketable. I was like, that's not what I'm about. I'm here to be a competitor. I want to, you know, I want to be the best that I can and win based on the hard work I've put in. It's not just all about...
1: Yeah, and I I, I did think, though, that I don't know if it's still... This way, but at one point you were seeing a lot of of the WBFF girls were getting in magazines and did have big yeah. followings on social media, so yeah. they were they were certainly appealing to somebody. You know, yeah, I, I of course. you know, I I, I, I,
2: I feel like they're more lifestyle looking. Yeah, I think well. so. Yeah,
1: they have a, a, more of a range of divisions for the women too. You've got like one that's comparable to bikini, one that's yeah. a little leaner than bikini, and, then and
2: one that's leaner than that, which I call figure, but it's not as lean as what. But that's the one that you did, right? I did fitness, so I was in between.
1: And what did they tell you when you competed?
2: Um, They wanted me to come in a little fuller, Mm -hmm. and then for my second show with them, I did. And then they asked me to come back leaner, so I was like, was a bit confused.
1: So then after that, you decided you were going into.
2: I I thought I built up enough of my frame Mm -hmm. to enter into IFBB. That was always my goal. Like WBFF was just an experience for me.
1: So then when you went to the IFBB, what did you do?
2: um so i competed at the arnold's victorian qualifier i got first place and i also got the first victorian overall state championship title um and then i went on to go compete at the arnold's in australia
1: and then what happened
2: um i won first in novice and i made it to the overalls for my first ever time but unfortunately i didn't win um a more seasoned competitor won over me and yeah, that's where I finished my first IFBB experience. So what did you, you think physique. of
1: the competitor that that, that won over you?
2: Um, I really liked her physique. It was really old school, and I thought it was what figure it was supposed to be about. Mm-hmm. So I didn't mind. I was I went into that just hoping that I would do well, because it was my first show. I didn't go into it thinking I'm going to smash everyone out of the water, because I knew I was going up against some really hardcore uh, Personally, I
1: thought and... that you had a, a, a better structure overall oh, than you, her. Man. And I think that sometimes when I judge shows, I judge based on potential. It's hard not to. When when you see somebody that has what it takes yeah. um, to be really good, sometimes I, I I have to reward that more, even if the person you know, yeah. may be a little bit closer to the ideal, let's say, size or condition, but the shape isn't isn't as nice. And I, I've actually seen that in many shows in the IPB, more so here, um, where that actually does happen a lot. Okay. And then the other competitor that maybe is a little older, leaner, drier is like, well, I don't understand. I'm in better shape. Okay, so they're and, for the potential. and I've had to explain yeah, okay. to them, Although, yes, you are in in better shape, this person overall has a better build than you and is a better representative of what the division is. And that's sometimes hard for people to grasp. But you guys out there, you don't really have too many options, right? (laughs) not at all. So how do you get a pro card in Australia?
2: Okay, so there's two ways. There's only two opportunities a year. So you either do the Arnold's Qualifier going into the Arnold's Australian show, and there's one pro card for each division there. So only five or six pros come out of that show. And that's up to international competitors, too, so may not even go to an Australian. And then we have the nationals, which are in October, which is a complete Aussie show, and it's the same. You just go to the, your state pro qualifier, you qualify, you compete at the national show, and whoever walks out with first place is pro. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's so much That's all different. we have, unfortunately. So, yeah.
1: not to make you upset if you don't know this, in the United States, you've got the junior USAs Yeah. And all the class winners get their mm-hmm. pro cards there. Yeah. And you have Junior Nationals, and all the class winners get their pro cards there. And then you have North Americans, yeah. and all the, the class winners get their pro cards there. Then you have Team Universe. And I think at either Team Universe or Nationals, which are two different shows, it might be first and second place wow. get their pro cards. that's crazy. Uh, which is nuts. So they're giving out a lot of pro cards here yeah. in the United States. Um, because, you know, it... it it does make sense as a business financially to keep p- moving these pros because A, it's making room for more girls to come up and compete and that's, that's yeah. more money for the sport. And you know if you make it that hard like it used to be, um, it may discourage more people. So it's, it's dramatically harder oh, yeah, dramatically. here. Yeah. Um, however, over there, the you, out, you, you there is less people doing it overall. Of course, yes. So I'm, I, I, I know that if you came here you'd turn pro probably <laughs> really fast. Um, so now going into the season, like, what are your plans now?
2: Um, so for this year, I thought I would just take a step back, build a little bit more, see where that takes me and go into maybe an international show next year, give myself a chance to like really shape out things, bring out condition, like we spoke about mm-hmm. on leg day the other day and yeah, just give there let there be no room.
1: There, there are good I mean. options now. We, we actually sent a girl, um, Coriana, uh, to one of these islands, and um, she almost got her pro card there. Amazing! And I, I, I had made that suggestion to you at one point. I thought it'd be a good idea for maybe for you to do M- Dominican Republic. So yeah. there are many international options now. Yeah. I do think you have to win the overall at those shows, yeah. but I mean, okay. you're a good enough competitor where I, w- I wouldn't tell you to not do it. You know, yeah. I like,
2: definitely try it.
1: You know, it, I, I, I have high. Uh, expectations for you, regardless. You know, I, I was surprised that you didn't get it this last time.
2: Yeah, I was pretty bummed about that. I don't know that I agreed with the placing,
1: <laughs> to be honest with you. No disrespect to the other girl; she was good. Um, personally, I wouldn't have judged it that way. I'm not saying it because you're my athlete. I'm I'm pretty straightforward with people. Yeah. Um, but it's a subjective sport, and yeah, and people of will often look, look at different things. Yeah. So I I I'll be hard pressed to find somebody like that I, again this year that's going to give you a hard time in Australia. So let's just say you go and get your pro card in Australia. Then what? Because there's not a lot. Out there. Uh, I'd to be,
2: well. My goal was for last year for that to happen, hopefully, and then it would be straight over here competing on the pro circuit. That's my goal and that's my dream. So as soon as that, as soon as I get that pro card, I'm here, and that's what I do.
1: Have you thought about moving to the states for a while?
2: Uh, I've been thinking about it for years now.
1: Have you thought specifically, other than working out, what you would do here?
2: Um, not really. I run my own coaching business online. So that was one of the main things that I thought I could support myself with, but obviously you can't always rely on that. So I'd have to figure something,
1: but else. you can do that everywhere, which is good. Yeah,
2: exactly. You can take it anywhere.
1: So I, I, I uh, any of you, any of you listeners out there, if you didn't know that Kiki ha- ha- is a coach, yeah. You can reach out to or How do they reach out to you?
2: Uh, via my email. So that's on my Instagram, which is contact at kikivice.com, or you can just shoot me a DM. And do you get chat.
1: a lot of DMs from people about questions yes. for stuff like that?
2: Everything. I get questions about bodybuilding, fitness, just general girly things, everything.
1: Do you so, have guys that want to be trained by you?
2: Yes, I, ha- I actually have a lot of guy clients. Well,
1: nutrition is the same for the most part, guys. You just have to understand the hormone differences, but... Um, I, I actually have a, a few girls on the team, Karen Yoakum, for instance, that, that coaches a lot of guys. So um, I think that um, some guys are gonna have too much of an ego to be trained by a girl, then other guys are gonna think it's cool because they want some pretty girl telling them what to do. Um, so, you know, I, I think that there's, uh, you know, people ask me all the time, they're like, how do you make money uh, online? You know, there's so many other people doing it. I'm like, there's so many millions of people that are into fitness now, if they're following you, you know, you, you influence them, then that's how you do it. You, yeah. you, you get them in that way. And, and, and there's a lot of money to be made when you do it the right way, when you market yourself the right way. 100%. Um, I, I did it before Instagram was even out yet. Yeah, um,
2: that's where you, you did a lot of coaching. Before. Yeah, I started
1: out, I was, I was just a full-time online coach and I, I made all my money through Facebook for years. And then wow. I finally stopped in 2012 when Blackstone Labs started yeah. getting busy. Um, and I missed it for a while, but you know, it's back then it was less competitive, I would say.
0: And if you get tired of training people once you come here, I'm guaranteeing right now in Boca Raton, you could easily start up some type of kangaroo importing <laughs> business that would just blow this shit out of the water. Because I'm telling you right now, me and PJ both get a kangaroo. Everybody in the area is going to want to try it. I would be
1: doing it. research stuff on my, my kangaroo, seeing how big I could get it.
0: No, see, I would just like definitely do like different hairstyles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not like fur on them? They don't have fur? It's very Okay, well, you can mm-hmm. still die, like, short fur. That's it cool. Okay, yeah, see, we can do all kinds of stuff with that. Yeah,
1: I'd, I'd research the hell out of mine. I'd, mine would be massive.
0: I wonder if there's, like, kangaroo suede. Like, is that a thing? Oh my
1: God. I feel like if, if PETA is listening to this right now, they're <laughs> so fucking mad at the thought of kangaroo suede. I'm just You curious. know some rapper probably has fucking well, kangaroo house shoes.
0: Right, No. So, my my thought was, like I was saying, Florida is the Australia of the United States. In Australia, I'm sure, like, how we just have people that do wild shit with alligators here. Like, I love Gator Tail. And I know uh, many friends that make fine leather goods out of alligators. Yep. And I was just, in my mind, putting two and two together, thinking, like, kangaroo wallets. I don't know.
1: What, what, <laughs> what else can kangaroos be used for? Because they eat kangaroos out there, That's which I doing. think is so fucked up. Sorry if it's... Insulting to anybody that's Yo. listening to this, but I was offered kangaroo when I was out there, and I was like, "Get the fuck away from me with I that shit right now! I am not eating a kangaroo."
0: Yo, if if it tastes anywhere near as good as alligator, get me three. No, I won't of eat shot. an alligator either, though. And everybody Why? says alligator tastes it's like chicken. So good! It's my it's my favorite meat. I won't eat a deer, though. I, I refuse so to eat good. venison. You have you have to get it deep fried.
1: Will you eat venison? What?
0: Alligator. Alligator, oh.
1: Will you eat venison? Hell yeah. Do you?
0: I love venison.
1: No. See, to me, it's I feel so like so good. A kangaroo is fucking Australia's deer. Yeah. So that's like eating Australian venison. I, I, I don't like it. I, like, you might don't as well you, go and hunt you, them with arrows then. You've tried venison? Yeah, I don't like it. I feel like it's very gamey. Like it's it. lean, and everyone's like, oh, it's so lean. I'm like, yeah, it tastes like it was running around in the backyard, though.
0: I, I don't know. I guess some of the gamey stuff I like. Really? But, like, you, you like the... Do you like lamb? You like... Yeah.
1: I like lamb chops. Yes, yeah, I like lamb. But I find that lamb, lamb like, chunks of lamb is isn't gamey tasting. lamb... Veal is a starved (laughs) baby cow. so Veal is a a baby cow that they put in a crate, so it gets no sunlight. And, yes, this is how they make (laughs) veal. Oh, I didn't know this. Yeah, so they put it inside a crate. All right, so I'm going to give everybody who's listening a little (laughs) tutorial on what veal is Ah, and see who wants to keep on eating veal after this. So they take the baby cow away from the mama when it's all cute and it's a little baby state, and they put it in a crate where sunlight can't get to it. And the crate is designed to restrict their growth and they're not getting any sunlight, so because of that, their bodies get very gooey and tender because they're not developing muscle the proper way. Mm. And Delicious. when they hit a certain age, they then kill them. And that's what veal is.
0: I mean it's I'm, pretty horrific, I'm just hungry, right? really. <laughs> that's terrible. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's but veal. there's another name for lamb that I've tried and it was not to my liking very much. And I was like, no, this isn't like lamb chops.
1: Um, um what did you just say? I said savlaki. Savlaki? Do you know what that is? No. Oh
2: my goodness. What? what is savlaki? Okay, so it's a pita bread, like a Greek pita bread. Okay. Lettuce, tzatziki dip, I don't know, tomatoes, whatever you want in there with lamb.
1: Oh, it's like a gyro. Yeah. Oh, yeah,
2: okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you don't, okay.
1: So what do you call it? Sovlaki. Have you guys ever
0: heard that? Yeah. Savlaki? It's, it's th- also called a gyro.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a gyro, not a gyro. <laughs> yeah. Spell gyro, but it's gyro. Yeah. Um, why did we, why are we talking about wh- where were we going with this? I lost my train of well thought. Well, I was thinking about Oh, we're talking about um,
0: kangaroo wallets, <laughs> and then. <laughs> I just I feel like we could start up a really good kangaroo importing business. I just
1: honestly, I don't know. The idea of I'm just thinking about a kangaroo's face right now, and I cannot eat that fucking thing. Nah, I just can't I do mean, it. Like, it makes me really sad.
0: Dude, so that's the thing. Is like I could never eat a dog because I love my dog, but like a kangaroo, I've never had as a they pet. Ha- so they, like, they have. They. I could it at totally have store. a baby one as a pet right now, and then maybe try like a fully grown one like in a year. Would you eat a koala bear? Hell yeah, I would try it. You can't eat wild bears though, right? Uh, I don't think so. No. no.
1: What about wallabies? You're not allowed to eat no. gators either. You can't eat a wallaby? I don't
2: think you can. I'm sure there's someone out there that's tried, but no.
1: So outside of kangaroos, what are like different Australian things that we don't have here to eat?
2: Do you have
1: emus? You you, you you Those are like ostriches, yeah.
2: Yeah, so people eat emu eggs.
1: Oh, here they eat ostrich though. Yeah, ostrich eggs are good. Yeah. Yeah, that's about it really. They make, they make uh, ostrich jerky too.
2: Okay, we don't do that. <laughs>
1: um.
2: Oh, maybe. I, I feel really sheltered right now. <laughs> yeah, emus
1: are big. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ostriches are mean. An ostrich will fuck you up. No, I was
2: chased my by an emu again. when I was five. I, I was chased
0: that. by an ostrich. So similar, okay. we share that. Yeah, that was traumatic. It was traumatic. traumatizing. You yeah. wanted to kill me, that ostrich. Before you leave, actually, no, it's probably not going to be anything cool for you guys. But like here in Florida, we have this thing called Lion Country Safari. I've never done that. I've been wanting to do oh that.
1: We should have planned that Dude, with you guys while you're know, you were here. I know. I want to do it so bad. Oh my God. I've been we wanting should, to do that for so long. We should make
0: both of you get out in the fucking goddamn emu tank.
1: I did that thinking I was funny and great adventure in New Jersey in the safari. And that's when I could not believe how fast this ostrich ran. I got out.
0: You got out of the car. I got out of the car to pee. And it says, clearly
1: says like, don't get out of the car. And I was like, I was super drunk. I was like in my early twenties and uh, I was like peeing and I was like, what's going to fucking happen. And this ostrich saw me. He like turned his head like this. And as soon as he made eye contact with me, his legs started going so fast, charging at me, and I was like, holy shit, my heart was like pounding. I literally dove into the car, and as I was shutting the door, it was like bashing its head into the window, like staring at me like, I will fucking kill you. I had bad dreams from that
0: for a while. Bro, that is nightmare fuel.
1: Yeah, and the guy, the guy, like, so I was talking about it, like, at the end, and the guy was like, if you were out there, that ostrich would rip you to pieces. He was like, they're very aggressive. They, like, take their feet, and they just, like like, slash you up.
0: Yeah, I can imagine they're big prehistoric fucking Yeah, it's so like birds. when you see
1: like like in the movies people riding ostriches and shit, it's not real. That an is, ostrich will wreck you.
0: That is as close as you get to a velociraptor, dude. Yeah. No, no, that's as close I've been, I've been as you chased get. By a, kangaroo twice. By a kangaroo. What would you
1: rather fight, a kangaroo or an ostrich?
2: Neither if I had a choice, but if I had to, I'd say kangaroo.
1: You would rather yeah. take the kangaroo? Because
2: your karate would work a little better on I, the kangaroo. I hope
1: so. Yeah.
0: I feel like the kangaroo is more predictable. If you get a bit <laughs> 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 Yo, like an ostrich is coming at you, you're like, holy yeah. shit. A kangaroo <laughs> comes, like, you know, like, square up with this motherfucker. <laughs> like, yo, I'm going to beat this You got to watch ass. those kicks, though. He'll yeah. kick yeah. the you shit out of you. You yeah. punch
2: the kangaroo in the face. Yeah, yeah. Have seen the video? Yeah. No.
0: Oh, yes, you have. He punched he, the kangaroo? Bro, it's a video of a dude. Literally, he runs across a field to save his dog. His dog is, oh, okay. like, the kangaroo has that his dog. I'm getting mad,
1: but he can save the dog now. No, the
0: kangaroo has his dog in, like, a headlock, and it's, like, killing it. And the dude, it's a video of, like, his boy took it or something, and the dude's running across this field, and he's, like, yelling at the kangaroo. And as he gets up to it, the kangaroo lets go, and he just clocks this kangaroo and like, the kangaroo gets stunned and goes back and looks at him like, what the <laughs> fuck? This dude just.
1: Someone has me to in show my me this. Shit. And then it, it and then it back down. It
0: backs down. Holy it like takes shit. a couple hops back, like he doesn't know if it's gonna try him. He's like, I better not. <laughs> just, yeah. This dude's a fucking badass. Was it a big kangaroo? It's huge. It huge. Bigger than that him. That's crazy. Yeah. That guy, like, that guy loves dog. his
1: fucking dog. He's like, I'm
0: gonna go and knock this kangaroo out. Tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> the face the kangaroo makes so surprised. I need to see he, this. He, he, he gets knocked back, and his arms <laughs> even go like, what the fuck. <laughs> Hold on,
1: I got it. i pull it up. Holy shit. <laughs> I, I, no one has shown this to me. I'm, I'm sad. I assume that guy that punched it was probably trained in some of that Australian martial arts, though. Um, oh, my God. To punch I'm a kangaroo right. like that. He's just a farmer. He's just a farmer. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen any of these Australian like horror movies that like take place out in like spots like Wolf Creek, stuff like that? I've seen the movie. Is that real? Possibly. Is there really that scary shit out there? Probably. I wouldn't want to get lost but out there. Fucking scorpions, yeah. horribly dangerous snakes. Why do you think there's so much like dangerous shit in Australia? Yeah, why
2: does
0: Australia just want to kill you?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of shit that will kill you in Australia.
2: No idea, but I live there. I'm still alive, so I'm okay. Uh, yes, you've
1: <laughs> survived. That means you're a survivor. <laughs> no. You'll do fine in the states. This is the video. Yes. All right, to the listeners, uh I am watching the video of a guy running. Oh shit! It is. He's got his dog, and it. it's like a Great Dane too. David yeah, would like right. to see this. No way, dude! Yeah. Holy shit! Look how the, the the kangaroo was so confused too. Show that, show that to them real quick, listeners. I'm sorry, the ladies have to see this. This is like mind blowing. I didn't know that they like squared up with each other like that. Watch this. I'll tell you, I don't know how tall that guy was, but the kangaroo that I met was fucking enormous. Yeah. Like, it was like seven feet tall. I don't know if I'm exaggerating, but it was big. No, they,
2: they can get pretty big. And it
1: was big. jacked. Like, his chest was big. Yeah. Almost, like, there's no yeah. way I, I would have punched They
2: jump over thing. fences. I always find them in the backyard. That's like when I... I think when I first met you, I told you, like, I got chased back to yeah. the house. Trying to get my underwear off You should have just line. punched it like and, that guy. <laughs> I, <laughs> I would have been killed. <laughs>
1: um, all right. So, so listeners, we're, we're having a little banter because everybody else is watching, watching the video, but... <laughs> Um, we have we have talked about some important. I I said before this show I was like we're gonna talk about Australia a little bit. We're gonna get off fitness and talk about Australia a little bit. Yeah, how fast is it? That guy is the man.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but apparently, apparently
0: the
1: guy knows the kangaroo. So. Oh, really? They knew each other. Yeah. Uh, kangaroo was there anything to do with the punch?
2: I hope not. Oh my God.
1: <laughs> Imagine <he>
0: got arrested. <laughs> You Falcon punched the fucking kangaroo into fucking deathbed.
1: <laughs> Gave that kangaroo a dirt nap. Um, so, anyway, I, I first of all, I have no idea even how we got onto this subject, but I'm happy it was a that we did. Australia, kangaroo. kangaroo,
2: no, kangaroo harvesting scheme.
1: Oh yes. Yeah, for the
0: wallets. Well, I, I don't want to harvest them.
1: What is what is more ex- expensive in Australia? Pets. Is beef or kangaroo more expensive in Australia?
2: Like, if you're I making a burger, what's your cheaper option? Uh, you would go for the full fat beef. Okay. Non-lean. Good. Non-lean. So
1: then I'd be saving money and eating what I would want to eat
0: anyway. Yeah. But you, you can just buy kangaroo to eat, or that's, yeah, like, illegal. Oh. Like oh, okay. I don't know like, what it is.
1: Like, I'm so weird, because, we like... We don't
0: have that with gator here. But it's really
2: dark meat, and it's really... Like, there's virtually no fat, so it's really tough. It's really stringy. I couldn't eat it. Yeah. And honestly, it's, it's just, like... Meat. That
1: doesn't sound appealing. No. I just... Honestly, I just... I don't know what it is but I feel like if I was forced to eat like a kangaroo burger I would hysterically cry
2: the shreds would
1: be good. I would just cry thinking about the fucking okay. kangaroo it bothers me like I couldn't eat a cat I couldn't eat a dog I don't care about cows yeah, I,
0: could, I, couldn't. I don't know why I just don't care about cows yeah India
1: know. you can't eat a cow
0: well what about like what about like calamari
1: squids yeah I mean they're gross but they taste good
0: but no but like can you eat like the like you ever eat one of the big just, like, like the tentacles that are deep-fry? all weird yeah. oh dude put one in your mouth Dude, do it. What about like big
1: octopuses? That's what that's what Is that the, the proper way to say it octopuses. I don't, I don't think I've had like an actual like octopus. the big ones that are like
0: sausages. I don't think I've had that.
1: I did this Portuguese girl and they used to I eat know. the most gross fucking shit. I you came home even, one day and there was an enormous octopus see. in the fridge, like sitting in a pot. I was like, You guys gonna eat that? It had oh. the big head on it and shit. Oh. And they were like, Yeah, it's delicious. They did they like fry it up with butter.
2: Oh that's nasty.
1: Gross. That's bad. Disgusting. Alright, yeah. let's swing back to fitness for a minute. So yeah. All right, so we know your, your fitness past and future. You have a very big following. Yeah. What do you think you can attribute that to? Did it come fast? Did it come slow?
2: Um, in the beginning, it was quite slow. When I first started sharing my fitness stuff, it wasn't as popular. Um, it was when I started really growing into my shape that I noticed a lot more people were paying attention. So I think one of the first photos for me that went viral was me just like in a crop top in some underwear. But my shape was showing really well in the photo, and that went viral on Instagram. And I woke up the next day with like 200,000 more followers. Jeez.
1: Isn't it crazy how that can happen just from being a hot chick? (laughs) No matter how smart I am, nobody wants to follow me for shit.
0: It doesn't matter what either of us could post. That is never going to happen. No. It doesn't. And
1: I try to trick them because I like
0: take pictures with hot girls,
1: and they're like, nope. "Thanks for ruining that picture, you fucking ugly steroid yeah. like, fuck." Get out of here. Excuse my language. And then
0: if you just post a picture of them, they just go to your page. They're like, "But it's not her." Fuck, <laughs> <the> <laughs> <guy. It's> fuck <laughs> the this. This would be a lot better if it was on
1: her page. Yeah. So, of your followers, what do you think the breakdown? Do you know the breakdown of of male to female?
2: Um, there's a lot more males. Like, no. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a surprise? Is it like? Do you know the split? Um, I think it's like seventy. 30. Seventy thirty.
1: 30. Yeah. Uh, this is a funny, like factual number, and it's not to make you guys laugh. This is a true, uh, and I have to give Aaron Singerman credit for finding this number out. But there was a point where um, Facebook, you could only have 5,000 friends, but they opened up subscribers, right? And he was like, you gotta do subscribers because you got a lot of fans. We gotta see what this goes to. So it shot up real fast. It went up to 77,000. And like at that point, like he was like, dude, you have more fans than everybody except for Jay Cutler. And I was like, damn, I wonder why it's so popular. And he was like, I I came in and he was hysterically laughing. And he was like, have you checked the analytics on your page yet? And I was like, no. And he was like, they opened up where you can actually check the analytics now. So he was like, of your 77,000 followers, (laughs) he was like... (laughs) <laughs> only only 5,000 of them are girls. Yeah. And I was like, really? And he was like, yeah, so 72,000 of your followers are men. He goes, but, he goes, over 50% of them are gay. And I was like, you know what? At least I know my demographic now. <laughs> and I started just being like... Way more open to all the gay guys out there. I was like, you guys are the ones that are paying attention to me.
0: But how do you know that 50% are gay? Because they were openly gay. On you, can go,
1: you can go. They, they would openly be gay about it on their,
0: uh, on their so Facebook. So realistically, that number could be higher.
1: Yeah, it could have been higher. Realistically, It was number. funny because after that, I started paying attention. And I would like put something out. And I'd be like, fuck, I just got 100 followers. And I would go through. And it'd be like, two girls. And they'd be like my friend's grandma, and like somebody else, and then there's all their ass guys. And you look at their pictures and are like, oh, it's this your one friend's there.
0: grandma, one lady boy from Indonesia. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate uh, when that but you gotta, hey, you
1: got to know your demographics. Yeah. So of those guys that are following you, what percentage of them do you think are like weird schmo, muscle schmo guys? You know that word, right?
2: Muscle schmo. Schmoes,
1: you know schmoes? No. All right, so if you, you, you can you can you can uh, Urban Dictionary what a schmo is. Okay. So I had to teach K Graham about schmoes too. She didn't know about schmoes. I was like, you're going to get a lot of schmoes being strong like that. And so I had to explain it to her. So schmoes are guys that want to be like physically dominated by a muscular woman. That's like their fetish. Like they want you to like pick them up, throw them around, scissor them, squeeze their heads, you know, out, yeah. Power them, basically. Yeah. Scissor them. Yeah, so they want to be crushed in between their legs. Yeah. Okay. It's not even a sexual thing. Not like when lesbians scissor. Oh, so that's
0: all I was thinking in my no, head. No, so it's I was not like, like how how do a lesbian do that with a car? It's definitely not a lesbian scissor.
1: Mean- so they want to be crushed yeah. in between powerful thighs. Like now at the fucking excuse my language. I'm swearing a lot on this one. On the Arnold. <laughs> I'm getting excited. They're they have a whole sport <laughs> now of girls crushing watermelons. Yeah in between their legs <laughs> and I'm not judging but most of them kind of look like lesbians. Sorry for the ones that are not lesbians but they ha- they practice because they're the girls that crush these guys for money on the side. Maybe not all of them. I'm probably offending a lot of the watermelon crushers right now and I'm sorry for that. Just taking Arnold it. went and <laughs> watched what? it. He was what? like, look at her crushing the watermelon <laughs> in her thighs like, and I was like, this is a fucking thing now? No way. And the girl who's number one has like a massive following, and her Instagram is just her crushing shit in between <laughs> her legs. So there's a lot of schmo guys that they're like, I will pay you to crush me in between your thighs. Their heads, their torsos. Okay. I'm not making this all real. I swear to God. I've known about all this weird shit for years. Because I was always friends and training all these bodybuilder girls. And they'd be like, oh, I can't afford my show. But I have this guy that wants me to like crush his head for $500. bucks." i would like, crush his fucking head then. Excuse my language.
0: Oh, my fucking scissor, God. Scissor no.
1: his head pay for the fucking show. What? You owe me money for your prep. You better scissor two guys this weekend. I need $1,000.
0: You don't even got to bang them to squeeze their heads.
1: They don't, they do no sex. So Some crazy. of the weird ones, like, I think will try to proposition for sex, but a lot of it, it's not about that. It's just being oh. carried, thrown, crushed. Honestly, what got me going is what you
0: said. You probably offended a lot of the watermelon crushers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. The girl that, that crushes the watermelons, I guarantee if I, if I, if I text Kate Graham right now, she's going to know the girl's name. I think it's like Kate something. She's got huge quads. Yeah. Honestly, though, like, I don't want to say this and not be able to do it. Like, I feel like if you're strong, like, how hard is it to crush a watermelon? You is it hard? We
2: could try.
1: We should probably try this before. This is so
0: bad now because now you're going to have to do a video of you crushing a watermelon. And what's going to happen? No, if I, I can't we... do it, then everyone's going to talk so much What's going to happen me? if we try, like, three watermelons and <laughs> none of a <them> bunch?
1: <laughs> we'll have, like, the backup one that's already, like, severed that, that people can't see.
0: Oh, I was going to cut the <laughs> back of this
2: one. Have you ever tried to do this? No.
1: You thought about it a little bit.
2: I wanted to see if I could do it. Because yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, You've seen I these know girls. What it is. I've seen it on Instagram. They're strong. It's all over Instagram.
1: They just do a lot of fucking adduction exercises. Yeah. There's on that machine in the gym, just fucking squeezing, and squeezing, and squeezing. Because there's not, like, any other way to train for that other than crushing watermelons. I
2: have seen some of them that, like, fail doing it, even though they're pros at it. So it depends on the technique. So There like, has to be a lot of technique. Yeah, there must be a technique. And
1: I think the ripeness of the watermelon has <laughs> I was to be a factor. Say, I was
0: going to start. This is a whole other topic. because yeah, the more ripe the it is, it's going to be softer. How do they pick these watermelons? Because I want to know whose job this is to knock on this motherfucker. Knocking on him. Like the dude that and was knocking side- on my floor.
1: Oh, this watermelon I think is a, is a little bit so- softer than this, this one. The- nope, nope. Wait a oh, minute. This you- one's good.
0: It's hollow. Can you hear this? <laughs> one will be easy to crush.
1: Yeah. No, I, I want to pick my own watermelon. Now. That's the-, the referee has to come and like, knock and listen yeah, to each yeah. one first. Wham out.
0: Debate. Is there a special farm that they get these watermelons from?
1: Does it matter if they're like the oval watermelons versus the circular ones? Well, you ones?
0: gotta figure one shape is gonna be easier to, sh- to yeah, crush. I feel like than the oval other.
1: one is gonna be easier. Yeah. You squeeze it in the middle.
0: It's like you know cars are designed to not crush, so they make them certain ways. Like yeah. a watermelon has to be, you know, one shape has to be better than another to be crushed. <laughs> and what if your head is the shape of that watermelon and you need it crushed and you only have five hundred more dollars and she needs to pay rent?
1: I'm just wondering if after this podcast comes out, if you're gonna get DMs from schmoes. Saying that they'll give you five hundred bucks to crush some watermelons.
0: I think you're gonna get a bunch of DMs from watermelon crushing yeah. girls telling you that Talking you're
1: a piece shit of shit to me. I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna meet them at the Arnold too, cause it is a fucking event. I'm not even Blackstone making this Labs
2: up. Labs Watermelon Challenge. Yo, I'm going We're gonna have to
1: do it now. I'm gonna offer a thousand bucks whoever can crush the best watermelon. I'm going
2: to the watermelon, to the
0: watermelon crushing event at the Arnold. You can see me there this weekend. Okay.
1: Me too. I'll yeah, yeah I, I, it is a true <laughs> event. I, I need to
2: see. We don't have it. So I'll pull some things up months.
1: on I, I, on my phone and show you guys after the, after the podcast. <laughs> um, all right, so. Safe to say that you're not going to get into the, the water watermelon crushing event. If we'll at not. the booth, because we're going to be at the Arnold. Okay. Yes. If let's say I talk to the people that put this on, yeah. And I say I have an athlete that I'm pretty confident could crush a lot of watermelons based on the musculature of her legs. Would you enter yourself into the watermelon?
2: Crush? I would try. You would try. Can I practice first? Uh,
1: well, I would. I would want to like. Yeah cram the practice time in because i'd be like you can't make me look bad now you've got to crush this (laughs) watermelon we need
0: to figure this out though what are we gonna have what melons are
2: we gonna have to practice on what if their melons are harder than our melons this is a science what if
1: we're like like, listen she only does honeydew (laughs) but we'll we'll do a separate division with her give me a cantaloupe a a honeydew she'll crush it she doesn't do watermelon
0: demonstration it's like yes
1: the guest pose the guest pose demonstration is not with a watermelon it's with an amateur it's with like a pineapple I feel like a pineapple would be really hard. They're hard, pineapples. Yeah. Um, I could do a plum for sure. I don't know how much bigger than that (laughs) I could do. I got bad knees. That would probably bother me. Um,
2: (laughs) You lose that. Where would
1: that go? Uh, you know, there's some creepy guy that tries to drink all the watermelon juice after that too. One of those weird schmoes. There's a thing for that. Scoo- spo- spoon it all up.
0: I can guarantee you, you get on the Born Hub right now, there's a video of a dude laying in a fucking inflatable, an inflatable pool sitting there underneath the watermelons that are getting crushed. <laughs> He's not getting touched at all. It's just watermelon juice. Wow. I'm telling you. it's. Probably, I didn't know any of this existed until just now, and I can already see this.
1: Well, listen, this is what I think we should do. So we started out very conservative and positive and talked about yeah. your your early years. Then we went to a lot of weird directions. <laughs> so I want to, let's, let's bring it back for the final portion. Uh, you would like to come to the States. Yeah. You're going to get your pro card. You're a coach. Um, what do you want to say to, we have a lot now. One thing that's really cool about and Labs now is we have a lot of girls that are really into working out and they love you. Oh. So when you were coming here, so many girls and guys, but so many so girls. To, thanks guys were asking about Kiki, like, what are you guys going to do? What's she going to do? You know, what's she like when she got here? A lot more, more than, than anyone. And I was, like, pretty overwhelmed with it. So, you know, what do you want to say to all those girls that are following you and, you know, want to emulate you?
2: Um, You're not going to be as
1: tall as her. Just, just getting that out of the way right now.
2: <laughs> the only thing that I really try to push with my Instagram in terms of that is just to do you. So whatever your vision is, work on that and don't let anyone tell you different. And that's what's got me to where I am so far. And just, yeah, to keep your, your vision what it is. Don't As let damn anybody tell advice. you anything else. So if you want to be mega jacked and, you know, do that. If you don't, don't do it. Just make sure it's what you want to do. Because at the end, it's all about, like, you'll have only you at the end of the day. Absolutely.
1: So all, all this is, at the end of the day, all okay. it's ever been to me is being the best that I could be and yeah, trying to exactly help other right. people be the best yeah. that they can
2: be. and I say that all the time. Be the best version of yourself possible. So whatever that is for you, not for anyone else.
1: That's a damn, damn good reply. <laughs> you have anything to add to that, Josh? I surely do not. I think it was, that's such a, a positive statement that we should just end it serious.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I think that that's the best message we could possibly end it with.
1: You might have to friggin' use those strong-ass legs to push my car home for me because my battery's dead.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, we're definitely going to put some watermelons in there somewhere. I'm
1: yeah, sure. just just find a way to, like, power the engine with her crushing the watermelons. Well, they, they've, they've, they, they can run a car on corn now. Maybe they'll figure out how to do it on, on watermelon. I
0: figure if we have Kiki, Maybe one would push Kiki. I can get you
1: home. Maybe. Yeah, maybe if,
0: if, if you push one and the kangaroos hold the watermelons, we will be good. And we'll end it like we always do with a piece of <laughs>